Sorry about that. We've had a few technical issues. Um, I don't know what's going on there. My mic weren't working. Dave weren't there. Um, I don't know really what was going on with um, everybody else. Mark's probably lost his cheese board. And I don't know what's happened with, with Nigel. But uh, <laughs> um, we've got Daniel. Daniel's about. Is it you, you about? Daniel, yeah. Daniel's here. I can see Daniel. We're all yeah, about. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Listen, it's better to be late than never. That's what I say, guys. That's what I say. Like, you know, so welcome to the show. Listen, guys, loads to talk about over the weekend. Um, a fantastic weekend. But before we go into that, let's uh, introduce our uh, guest today. We've got the uh, the cheese chaser, uh, Mark. How are we, Mark? Good, man. I've got a plate full of cheese, crackers. Nah. I'm happy. I'll tell you what I've got. Right, um, go on. I went, out, I went out and bought a load of chocolate for a uh, trick or treating last night, and yeah. not, I didn't get one knock knock at the door. So I've got loads well, of no, chocolate. because every time they look through the window, they thought they see Voldemort and they run away. Yeah, they're probably not. They're probably scared of all that. Right? <laughs> you know I mean? So could be something doing that. Just want to get the old fucking ammo. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, so uh, could be something doing that. But uh, yeah, there you go. This will got Nigel. Nigel, of course, normally in the chat, but. Uh, uh, has come up today. Nigel, how are you doing? Nice to have you on again. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on, Lee, uh, for the first time on your on your new channel. It's really, really great to be on. Yeah, I've been, not been up to much, really, been uh, decorating the last few weeks, decorating, well, the, uh, decorating the house. It's oh, been, well, that's all right. So you're, 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 you're dabble, you're all right with a uh, paintbrush, are you? Um, well, it's actually it's actually my brother that that does it really because I have I have problems like with the um, with me with me balance that so, so my brother helps oh, right. me. So my brother that's helps that, around that, the house. That's what I'll say to that. Daniel, how are you, my man? I'm good, Lee. I'm good. Um, thanks for having me on again. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for coming in last minute, like you know. So I do appreciate that, like you know. And before we get going, already a super chat coming. Top four is an absolute priority now. This is from uh, Mr. Crawl. I'm going to say his name now. I can't say that first name. Does anybody help me out with that one? That's a difficult one, isn't it? Shatiana. Oh, Fantastic name, by the way. So uh, top four is an absolute priority now. Good performance, but need consistency. Newcastle, Newcastle going for Emery. Spurs might get Conte. We cannot be left behind. Well, listen, Spurs have got Conte. That's uh, nailed on um, at the end of the day. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And, of course, there are links with UER uh, Emery going to um, Newcastle with uh, a lot of money. And, um, yeah, I think it's been an interesting... It's, I'll tell you what, it's been an interesting weekend. Let's get into the facts of it. What a weekend it was. And it started off with the mighty Arsenal going to Leicester. And I think, personally, producing the best half of football I've seen for a very, very long while, long while away from home. I couldn't fault that any shape or form. The way we started, the way we played it, the way we run a, a, a mock in that first half... And also, let's be honest, Leicester have been in good form. They've taken on Man United and beaten them in their last home game. I thought it was fantastic. Mark, I'll start off with you. What's your thoughts about that? Uh, and generally, the whole game, I thought it was fantastic. Fantastic three points. Yeah, well, first of all, start off by applauding you guys, the travelling army. You know what I mean? The way you supported the club, stayed behind and thanked them for their efforts and outsung the Leicester fans throughout. So well done you guys really for uh you know doing that. Um brother in law was there obviously with the father in law. Yeah, was what, there. What, I think no, so I can't take the credit for that but no, uh, no, but well it's, it's one of very few games you don't go to Lisa. So yeah don't, don't don't beat yourself up. But you know no, no, by no. all accounts it was it was a credit to the club. Yeah uh, and as and as was as was the performance, you know, we are starting to look like a very hard side to beat, which is as football um, connoisseurs, which we claim to be, that, that's where you start, isn't it? You start at the back and you, and you stop teams from running you over like a steam train. And, and in actual fact, we're starting to do it to clubs, aren't we? We're starting to start really well uh, and we're starting to get early goals. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you can, you can win a game of football 
really early doors and it can change the complete complexity of a match just by, you know, it's like a boxing match, isn't it? You know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Every football club, you know, lots of football clubs in the league have got a plan until they can see the goal and their plan's out the window. You know, so get a good, nice early goal and it, and it, it makes teams rethink what they, what they had planned before they come out. And, um, you know, we are hard to beat now. We've got a, a, a back line which is hard to break down. We've got a goalkeeper who... I don't think uh, there's any more superlatives can be thrown at him. We, we, mm. we must we must be careful because uh, you know how the mighty fall and stuff like that. You know he's a, he's a good lad. He's still only 23. He's got a long way to go before he's he's up there. Do you know what I mean? But he's he's certainly heading in the right way for me. Well, I, I thought um, he was fantastic. You know, well, not just his performance, just the attitude of him, isn't it? Like you know what I mean? How can you not like? like him you know what I mean and I think that's the, the greatest thing at the moment Mark um, with the fans I talk, I'll bring Daniel into this because I think uh, I do believe Daniel was up there is that you feel like there's a sense of uh, and I you know I've criticised Mikel for a, quite a few things but that's one thing you cannot criticise him for is the way he's got the you know I've been, I've been to a, a, lots of way games when it's been a chore for the for the players to come up to the fans, and uh, I've all I've seen other clubs do it, and, and I've been a little bit jealous of it, if I'll be honest. And I'm now I'm seeing Arsenal doing it, the manager doing it, and um, I, I I thought that was you know it's fancy. It gets you feeling like close to the players in some strange sort of way. Daniel, I know you was up there. What was the atmosphere like, mate? I thought the atmosphere was fantastic um, from start to finish. It was just. Um... It was fantastic. I thought the fans were together. And that I get the feeling that, you know, the fans and are a lot more engaged now. And that's that's down to yeah. the players coming over. Um and I think um since he's been at the club, I think Ramsdale's done that a lot. He's come over to the fans, really engaged, and I think it's encouraged the other players to do that. Um, but yeah, it was excellent. The atmosphere was fantastic. Um, what I, was, was um, this, I was worried about this game, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What was the story. feeling? What was the feeling like going into the game, into the ground? What was the, the the away fans feeling? Was it feeling like a little bit nervous? Did you think that they was going to win this, or you know, because I have to say, from my point of view, obviously it's a massive guy. I was blown away by what the way we played in the first half. But um, what, what was the feeling of the fans going into the game? I think it was mixed. To be honest, I think some were were sort of optimistic, but then naturally, listen, you never know what Arsenal's going to turn up. So there were some that were going, this could be a really difficult um, afternoon. And especially when we dropped points against Palace, it was so important that we got the result and put in a good performance. And we did that. Brilliant. And I have to say that, um, Nigel, I'll ask you this question. Do you think like, you know, the atmosphere has been fantastic. I think for most games this season, even the home games, if I look at it, I think the home games have been, there's been a different atmosphere. And I, the away fans have been fantastic. Do you think, though, that they was they got more up for it and more inspired because of the way that we played? Well, well, because I, I was lucky enough, I was I was able to watch watch the game at home on Saturday because I, I normally go out on a Saturday to watch, watch football. But unfortunately... Saturday, uh, my my local team game was postponed, so I was able to watch it. And I, the atmosphere that our like like uh, Mark and Daniel have said was absolutely amazing. And and I thought, wow, for the 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 support that 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 that's been going to games in recent times, especially the uh, the Villa win and now the win on Saturday, I thought it was absolutely amazing. And like Daniel said. We thought it was going to be a difficult game, but it was it was a really brilliant, brilliant performance. And and after applaud the away support up there on Saturday because I watched it after the match. My word, it was amazing. And uh, fair yeah, play to all those who travelled up. Oh, I'll tell you what, yeah, Even because Dan, I, know, I know a few of the fans that have gone there now. Obviously, Daniel, not you know, uh, where is it, Daniel Devon? Somewhere you you're living there, isn't it? Yeah, Devon, excellent. Yeah, so we're back to the Oh, wow. Wow, wow. I apologize, um, Daniel, for that. <laughs> six o'clock in the morning, I left. Um, just oh, wow. I left the house around 10 to 6. Long, how did you get there? Uh, so I,
I'm quite lucky enough that I've got a group of um, friends that moved down from London that I've got really friendly with. And we all just go up and let the, one of my friends drives up. So we all go up by car. And uh, yeah, so I was lucky enough to, to get a lift there and back. Oh, fair play, like, you know what I mean? But I know like, a lot of the fans are up crack of dawn, oh, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, getting up for that, like, and and it, it, if you've been Leicester before, people in the chat, I know that like, Russ has been, and obviously Russ, who's in the chat, went on Saturday. Um, they're a very boisterous lot at um, uh, Leicester, and uh, maybe because of the way we play, we quieten them down early from on the pitch, but off after that, all we could hear was the Arsenal fans, and it was you know we didn't hear them those silly little knocking things going on, like you know. So that was really really good, great great um, to see the Arsenal fans in in full. I always love it when you see a um, the end absolutely packed as well, singing all that, like you know. Mark standouts for you? Who who who'd you felt was the, the uh, say the standouts? We know we're gonna we, Ramsdale was that, but other than Ramsdale, who was who who are you thinking like? Was that was was played really really well? Um, yeah, well, you know, Saka's beginning to get consistently mm. good, isn't he? Um, I've got the cheese, by the way, Russ. It's just down there, mate. I've, I've eaten half of it already. Um, yeah, that no, Saka's beginning to get consistently. Smith Rowe, he's adding goals to his game. Uh, Tavares, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, Kieran Tierney's going to do well to get back in, isn't he, Mister Mister Unbelievable? Yeah. Like, um, I know he's a good player, Tierney, but you know, Tavares, if he can become an ever-present, consistent, uninjured, uh, Tierney's got a problem on his hands. But Sambi, I mean, crikey me, what was it, seven million pound for Sambi? I mean, really? Are we? Is it, this is Premier League football, is it? And we're paying seven million pound for lads who can come into a team and sit next to Thomas Party. But I would have to say, you know, Gabriel. Gabriel's turning into a colossus. I know Dan, I know Potsy is uh, super impressed with him mm. the way he is. And obviously, he's, you know, if he can start adding set-piece goals to his game, you know, what a bonus that would be for the club going forward to get some goals from centre-halves again. You know, remember them days, guys? Um, they were good, weren't they? So, yeah. but for me, I know, I know everyone's raving about Ramsdale's save and it was a it was a world class save, but it's a little thing that I'd like to highlight from that that's not really getting talked about, which is my man of the match, which is my captain really of this side, my my driving force of this this team, I believe at the minute, uh, and that's the save from Ramsdale. You need a bit of lady luck, of course you do. You make your own luck by getting there, and he tips it onto the crossbar. Now we've all seen those balls come down when a goalkeeper's on the floor and hit the back of the head or it hit their body somewhere somehow, and, and end up going in the back of the goal. It doesn't. It, it bounces to uh, to uh, uh, ever. Uh, what was it? Uh, the old Man United guy, wasn't it? Um, Evans following it up, Johnny Evans, and um, he hits the post. It doesn't save it, Ramsdale. It hits the post and then it hits Ramsdale and it nearly goes in again. And who's there mopping it up? Thomas Partey, the first mm. to react, covering the lines, you know, in there, stiffing around, picking up the loose balls. He, for me, is the key to our success this season. Keep Thomas Partey fit, yeah. we'll do very, very well. I'll tell you what, you know, talking about Thomas Partey, he set up that second, I think it was the second goal with a, he just, um, Madison just give the ball away. It just went to him. He drove forward 10 yards in, put a lovely ball into Saka. And, um, He's class, He's absolutely yeah. class. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he plays like that. It was great. But do you know one player that, that, that for me, has impressed me in the last three games? I'll go on to you, Daniel. Um, and I, and I'm, I think that he's starting to get better and better now. And that's Mr. Benjamin White. I thought he had a very, very good game again. Like, you know, What's your thoughts on, on him, Daniel? Yeah, I thought I thought he played really well. Um, it was hard. It's hard to think of a player on Saturday that didn't really play well because they yeah, all played good point. well. Um, but the one player that's really impressed me, and and I think he's key to this team gelling at the moment, and and that is Lacazette. This new position that Lacazette's playing, mm. I think it's um, I think it's key to. Our attackers, um, the likes of Smith Rowe, Saka, and Abamyang, running off him, and he holds the ball up. I noticed when Lacazette came off, we lost a little bit um, yeah. going forward. I don't think Odegaard gives us that same strength going forward. Um, so I'm, I'm really impressed with Lacazette at the moment. 
Yeah, I, I, I've got to say that. I, 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 did, I did say that, actually, that we, um, if you go back to the Aston Villa game, when, when he came off in the Aston Villa game, I think we lost a little bit of uh, um, our superiority in that game. And I, and I think it happened again against uh, Leicester. What's your thoughts, uh, Nigel, about Lacazette? Do you think that he's um, he's been the key key man or oh, Thomas Partey? Or oh, who do you think he's been the key? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, um, I have to agree with what, also what Mark said about Ramsdale. That save he made from that free kick was absolutely amazing. And and I and I was one when when he signed. I thought, for well, what for what's he doing? But I'm I'm glad I hold my hands up and I admit that was a very shrewd signing. And I think that Bert Leno is it's going to be hard for him to get back in the team, even though he played against Leeds last week. It's going to be hard for him to get back in the side. But Lacazette, he's he's really improved a lot. He played really well on. Uh, from last Friday against Villa, he played really well on Saturday. So yeah, so I think he's in, I think he's really improving. I, 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 I'm with you on that. Like I think like um, do you, Mark, do you think that after that game against uh, Crystal Palace, I'm not saying it was desperation from Mikel. He had to change something up. Do you think he he's he stumbled across this, or or is it a masterstroke from him, or a little bit of both? Well, first of all, if you talk about the Crystal Palace game, it doesn't look like such a bad result now, does it? No, Crystal, no, Crystal it Palace, you know, and we said this about Brentford at the beginning of the season. We seem to be coming up against teams in some good form, um, lesser teams in some good good form. Uh, and, and Crystal Palace, you know, they, they actually tore Man City. They, didn't, they weren't lucky to beat Man City at the weekend, by the way. You know, they, yeah, they, they, they beat them, Man City at the weekend and deserved it, like you say. You know, so... You know, that's not such a bad result. I know people go, oh, we should be aiming higher than that. Well, Man City are aiming higher than that. And they didn't get nothing, did they? So, um, you know, sometimes you stumble across these these formations by chance. I do believe that Odegaard's got a role to play in our season as a squad player. Now, there's no doubt in his, his, his abilities. Yeah. He's, run, he's run himself into the ground. And I'm not just talking about for Arsenal. I'm talking about for Denmark during the European Championships and also in the, in the qualifiers, um, you know, in Norway. the last international break. Norway, beg your pardon. So he, he's, he's, uh, I, know, I know it's one of, one of my Viking forefairs. And he's, uh, you know, he... Um, <laughs> He's running himself in the ground. He's doing a rush, but you need to score. I love it. I love it. Like, <laughs> well, it's makes a change, isn't it? Which, yeah, I mean, it it's, does, co- it it's coming to something. If you're pulling me up, there's something <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it was somewhere over there. Do you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, not far off, love. But this place, would you would fish. fish you to power, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Well, my wife said a geography at the school, like, and um, she thought the Great Wall of China was actually made of cutlery. So. That just shows you where we're at in this house with uh, with geography. But um, I know a good footballer when I see one, and and Lacazette, Odegaard, yeah, we're going to need a squad. This is there's a lot of games; they're coming thick and fast, and um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what a great, what a great thing to have. Let's let's rest uh, Odegaard and bring Lacazette in. You know, yeah. Now you got, got to make Odegaard. By the way, now he's in training, trying to impress the manager, trying to get back in the team. Yeah, which is exactly how it should be in a should squad. Be. Should, exactly should, right. Should, you know what I mean? So it's uh, good. Uh, I, I'm a big, I'm a big. Um, I think Odegaard's going to be a very, very good player. I quite like him. You know what I mean? And I just think that he's funny that if he was come from uh, the academy I think he'd be given a little bit more of a, a thing but because we've signed him for 30 odd million all of a sudden like you know he's the one that we're going to have a little Arsenal fans always have to have a little dig at someone I don't know why yeah. it is you know what I mean? yeah. but it just seems to be at the moment and and fans forget his performance against um, against Spurs and then he went off to to play for Norway, you know, I'll say that again, he went off to play for Norway and um, he, he picked up a little bit so of a knock you know so Switzerland, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you got a little bit of a knock. Uh, so, uh, and and I also think you know, like Russ is saying, you know, big ups to people in the in the chat as well. I'm, I'm going through there, uh, listening and oh, not listening to, looking at it, going through some really interesting points being made. But um, you know, he needs some man up. I think you know, 
the Premier League's a tough old league. I, I don't think it's, it's 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 unique in its own right. And I think that you know when you look at a lot of players, there's all you know the great players: Dennis Burkamp, Robert Perez. They took a little bit of time. Thierry Henry took a little bit of time to settle in. So give him a little bit of time, I think, and uh, let's not push him to. The great thing about it now, though, Mark, is that. The way we're playing, it might. It's now time he can settle in without the pressure of playing and making sure that he's got to be the main player. So I think it could benefit him in the long run as well. Exactly right. You know, imagine that now. You know, all of a sudden we're, we're sort of one nil up or, or nil nil, and we've got Odegaard coming on for the last twenty minutes against a tired side, and we've got a young, youthful, creative player like that coming off the bench with a point to prove, with a bit yeah. between his teeth. You know, it's a dynamic, Lee, and it's what you need in a squad. You need competition for places and you need people who are there to try and, try and work for the manager. And, and I think this is what Mikhail Arteta has signed, these players, these lads that he's brought in. Um, you know, he, he's not just signing anybody. He's signing lads who want to prove themselves in the Premier League and who want to get on and, and, and achieve something in the game. Um, and and that, that is very evident in the way that they're galvanised as a team and as a squad. It's great. You know, I can't fault what's going on. Yeah, um, and it is, it's good at me. Now, uh, Daniel, I'm going to bring a little bit of controversy in here because I know like, uh, there's uh, obviously um, the thing with Mikel Arteta and, of course, um, you know, I know a lot of fans, me included, I'm going to say this now, we would have liked to uh, um, have uh, got... Um, got Conte in at the end of the day. Has your thoughts changed for, um, by the way, uh, Wolves have scored. They're 1-0 up against Everton. So, um, Everton, I think if they win today, could actually go above us. So, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing at this moment in time. Um, you, what, what, what's your thoughts now on Mikel? Because you can't help but be impressed with the last couple of games, uh, if, if I'll be honest. But uh, obviously now, um, if things were to go... Um, the other way up, share I say it tits up. Let's say that. Um, what, um, we're not going to be out to fall back on someone like Conte because he's gone to Spurs. What, what's your thoughts on, um, on this now, Daniel? Um, so my, my thoughts are still the same. I've got to be honest. Like, I am impressed with the way things are going, but for me, I want to see this consistently over 10 or 15 games before maybe my opinion changes. And, and the reason for that is purely we've been here before, haven't we? We've had a good couple of results and everybody's been on, mm. on a massive high. And listen, it's fantastic that, that what we're seeing is fantastic. But let's not get carried away. Let's see what happens, see where we go, enjoy where we are right now. But let's not make any snap decisions because, like I said, we've been here before. We've had a good couple of results. Then we've gone back and... Um, and then listen, we've all we've had a bit of a reality check. And let's not forget, after the Watford game, we've got a very big reality check coming up at, away at Anfield. So we have to just be a little bit cautious. We're, listen, the team are playing great. We know there's going to be bumps in the road, but we just have to be a little bit um a little bit cautious on how we sort of not overhype what we're doing at the moment because it's the young team. We've I think we've got the youngest team in the Premier League. They're gelling, they're, they're doing the right things, but it it only takes one bad result to upset all of that. Yeah, I agree. Nigel, um, but you can't be... Uh, um, oh, oh, I can't say that you can't be impressed. I like what Mikel come out and said afterwards. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? He turned around and said, look, we're, we're, we haven't done anything yet. We're, we've only won a couple of games. You know, we're nowhere near we want to be. That's the sort of things that you do want to hear from from your yeah, coach. Yeah, surely. I totally agree. I totally agree that, Lee. And especially around the next few games we've got coming up right until the start of December. Watford, Watford at home, Liverpool away, Newcastle at home, and then Manchester United away. If we could get some, at least... I think if we can get at least seven or eight points from them four, I wouldn't be too down high with that. And and I, I think that's good. I bet that's good for Mikel with what he said after the game. So keeping our feet on the ground instead of so, so like sort of like saying all oh, all oh, yeah we're we're doing we're doing well, but it's just sort of keeping their feet on the ground just in case if if things go the other way. And we and we slip up against 
against Watford on Sunday, and then it's back to square one again. Yeah, exactly. Mark, what's your thoughts on that? On that? Obviously, like you know, we've got to beat Watford. I think that we will. I think that um, that'd be that. Go uh, then. We've obviously got the international break. Going into that Liverpool game, what what, what would be your expectations of that? Not to get trounced. I mean, in all honesty, they they're they're going. They're in a different stratosphere. You know, um, looks vulnerable against Brighton. Mark, towards the end. Yeah, they, have, they have. The thing is, Lee, is that they are probably not playing at their very, very, very best, and they're still winning games, and they're still second in the league. They're still undefeated. Is it them that are undefeated, or is it Chelsea? No, they're undefeated. Yeah, they're undefeated. Yeah, yeah. So they're undefeated. You know what I mean? So you can say. They look vulnerable, but they're still they're still grinding out performances and beating whatever's in front of them. So you know they, yeah. If we can go up there and, and um, put in a solid performance and work well as a team and get something out of the game, that would be amazing. But to come away with some respect and and, and something to build on would be even better. Um, I agree with Nigel. I mean, in fact, I would go so far as to say if we get seven or eight points out of these four games, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, that would be um, great. Wolves, Wolves are 2 new up, by the way, now. Gone 2 new up. Good, that's good. The only thing I would like to say, and I'd just like to chuck this out there while we're talking about managers. Yeah, yeah, bring it. You know, what's your Daniel's quite right. Is, is, is that... Although we're sort of saying in trusting this process and, and we're saying about Mikhail Arteta, and I think everyone's kind of getting a little bit confused about what we mean as followers, supporters of Mikhail Arteta and this process, okay? So this process is what it is, is an upgrade, a step-by-step incremental um, rise in our in our levels, in, in, in our team going forward. What I'm saying is we were so bad towards the end of the Wenger years, our squad was so bloated in some areas and it was so lops, lopsided in other areas we had, you know we, we had we had a massive squad rebuilding restructuring job to do and Mikhail Arteta like it or not with him and Edu what they're doing is remolding this squad now the days of seeing a manager run a football club from top to bottom for 20 years are gone you will never see Arsene Wenger or Alex Ferguson style management in this league again because it's owned now by foreign ownership predominantly and in the foreign leagues and on the continent it's not the way you know the way is you get a maximum of three or four years to implement your ideas and if you do not succeed you will be gone Mikhail Arteta is in his second full season and he is showing great signs of improvement if he doesn't get European football again this year I strongly believe he'll be gone because the board will say, I'm sorry, mate, you've been back to the hill, you've had your players, predominantly this is your squad and you will be gone. And I, as a football fan, as an Arsenal fan, will accept that. But I cannot accept it until it's at the end of the process, which is this season, as the objective. Whilst we're still in the, with a chance of meeting our objectives, which is improvement from being abysmal, he is. But asking me, is he going to be the man to lead us back to the league title? I'm not so sure he is, but what he is going to be is the man who builds our squad that the likes of your Antonio Conte's will not now because he sold his soul down the river. But, um, you know, that level of manager or a Ten Hag or somebody like that will look at our squad and say, there's a squad, I think, just with a couple of tweaks that can challenge for the league. So he's just about improving. Is he, is he Mr. Forever? No. But is he Mr. Right Now? Absolutely, for me. Well, the, the thing is, I just you know, if you have a look at the league table now, and like, you know, I, I'm going to be really honest. Over the last few weeks, it's, I haven't been able to look at the league table because I knew roughly where we were, and it's been. We're now actually six in the league, and that win uh, has just made it look a little bit more respectful. Six in the league, uh, you know, and I, I look at it. We would have been actually, if we'd have lost against Leicester, we'd have been down down in eleventh place where Leicester are now. You know, Tottenham, by the way, have got fifteen points ninth from sack their manager, and we've been ninth, tenth, eleventh most of this season. But since those three games, which um, we come back on and he's got his players, we're now in a respectable sixth place. Now, top four or top three, if you even want to say that. He's 20 points at this moment in time. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this one, um, uh, Daniel. We're three points off of top four at this moment in time. Um, 
you have to give credit where credit's due. After that, you know, we, we started off like the first three games, nine points away from some of these teams, you know, like um, on uh, six points. When, when Manchester City beat us, they were six, they went six points in front of us. Manchester United, I think, were nine. Um, Liverpool were, were nine. Chelsea were up there. You know, them two, by the way, look like they're stealing the march a little bit. Manchester City, by the way, until they get a top-class striker, I, I think they're uh, are not vulnerable, but they're, they're not in the league of Chelsea and Liverpool at this moment in time, in my opinion. But we're three points off of where we want to be at this moment in time. So it's not all doom and gloom, is it? When you look at it like that, no, no, it isn't. It isn't doom and gloom, and I think that's you know we, we do have to give Arteta some credit for that. Um, we also have to take into account that other teams have been absolutely abysmal when you know they were predicted, you know, to be title challenges. When you look at people like Man United, you know, everyone was tipping them for the title, but they've been absolutely awful. Um, but listen, we can only win our games we can't worry about anybody else we can only win our games the last three games we've done that so I think we have to um, you know we have to give ourselves credit for that I'm going to put it out there now right come on I'm going to put it out there right yeah we beat Watford we'll be on 20 points if we was to go to Liverpool and I know it's a big massive if and we were to beat them Nigel do you think that we should start thinking of top four? Or or is that still beyond this crop of players and manager? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting one. Oh, not sure. Um do I think top four? Possibly, yes. Possibly. I would have to say top four, yeah. We could still we can we can if we win at Liverpool, which I know is a big, big, big if, and maybe a yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think if we beat Liverpool Anfield, yeah, I think we can make top four. There you go. What, what about um, what about yourself on um, uh, that, Mark? Do you think that could possibly be something that could happen? I, I look at it, and it's how I look at it, right? I look at it, Brighton go there. I, I, and I don't mean no disrespect to Brighton here when I say this. I just think that maybe when, when Arsenal come there, they'd be a little bit more up for it than than they were against Brian. They're a little bit more, you know, and, and I know that they shouldn't do that because Brighton are a decent side. But do you know what I mean? They're like, you know, the Arsenal coming, they ain't gonna be they ain't gonna take us lightly. Lot, I think yeah, lot, maybe they clubs. take other teams lightly. A lot of clubs raise a game for us, Lee, don't they? You know, I mean, yeah, are, because yeah, you know, there are a lot of clubs because they hark back, you know, because their players have grown up watching our great sides, haven't they? And dreaming of the Premier League based on watching Arsenal dominate it, you know, when they were kids. So, yeah, it's a, it's a special team to come and get up against, isn't it? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Nigel, and I, and I do, and I and I think you're the same, Lee. I, I think deep down you've asked the question, and I'll ask you know you as. If we go to Liverpool and we can quite, you know, it's a game of football. We can beat anyone. Of course we can. We're the Arsenal. We can go to Anfield and win. We've done it before, by the way. You know, and we can do it again. And um, it's, it's not impossible. Teams do do it. You know, so, um, yes, we can go up there and win. And if we do, then yes, I, I, I will be fully supporting this team to get in the top four. It's going to be a hell of a tough ride. Don't make no bone. You know, people are saying Tottenham are terrible. What are they, two points behind us? Yeah, ain't that terrible, are they? Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of teams, you know, West Ham, by the way. You know, if West Ham get lucky, and and a lot of this season is about luck, isn't it? You know, when you come up against sides. So you might get Liverpool on the Sunday before they've got a huge Champions League game on the Tuesday night, and they might rest a few players. That's a bit of lady luck. I don't know when we play them or what have you. I'm I'm not saying we are or we ain't. I'm just saying... There's a lot of luck involved in when you get sides in the league. And and if West Ham can keep Antonio fit, they could do very, very well in the league. It's going to be a big arsehole, isn't it, for them? They're fighting on four fronts. So, you know, it's a whole lot of I look at the Liverpool game. I look at the Liverpool game. um, And I'm going to be honest, three, four weeks ago, I thought, well, you know, we'd be lucky to keep it down to four or five. The way we've played over the last few games has encouraged me that we can go there and be optimistic about getting something from it. I'm not saying that we're going to get anything from we it. We won't but get I feel beat like... four or five. 
yeah, I feel like we're going to go up there and, and, and give them a go. And, and I think that, listen, if we give it a go and we lose or we give it a go and we come back like Brighton did and, and all that, I'll turn around and go, yeah, that's, I'll take that. Um, but what, what I will say is that if, if, we can, if we can get a result there, in the way that things are, with, with not being in Europe, I, I think that, and the uh, way we're playing, there could be a possibility that we could not, I'm not saying we're going to go for it, but I think our realistic expectations are that we should be challenging for it or, or, or give it a bloody good go. Um, and Especially as we've got now European football league. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think that would be an advantage. Now, also the advantage is, don't forget, is that... Um, we haven't got that many international players. Now, of course, before we play Liverpool, it's international week. You know, like They've got a few Brazilian players in their side. A few players are going to be doing a lot of travelling for them. So, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, at the end of it, if, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say that Liverpool are favourites to win that game. Of course they are. You know what I mean? They're at home and they're a very, very good side. But... Um, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that we can can go up there and give ourselves a, a, a very very good chance, like, you know. So, listen, fantastic result as it was, great as um as it was. I'm going to say then, moving on to uh, to other things and other games. I'm going to say this now, you know, in, in third place at the moment um, in the in the Premier League, uh, of course, are Manchester City, but uh, only on goal average from West Ham. Now, West Ham look a really really good side now. West Ham, I look at them, and they haven't got that many superstar players in their side, but they're a well-organised team and going well. I think they're in with a chance of top four. I think, obviously, Manchester United are. Arsenal are. Wolves, by the way, have been uh, on a poor run at the beginning of the of the season there. If, if it carries on the way that they have moved up to eighth and in 16 points, they've gone really under the radar, Wolves. So, you know, Everton... Everybody was sort of saying Everton, they're on 14 points and fading. Spurs, by the way, I think were fading. And they've made the, um, they've bit the bullet and they've got rid of their manager and they've brought in Conte. Um, what's our thoughts on that? Like? Because I know we're Arsenal fans, but they are our rivals. They're the team from down the road that no one likes. And we're going to talk about Patrick Vieira in a moment, what he'd done at um, uh, Crystal Palace at the moment. I think he's been fantastic, by the way. But... Um, What's our thoughts on the Spurs thing? I'll go with you first, Nigel. What, what, what are, you, are you worried? Are you thinking, like, it's a good move for them? You know, I honestly think, my personal feeling, it's just like, I thought for the first time after watching them against Man United, I thought there's no doubt that we, was gonna, we were going to get above them this season now. I think goalposts have changed, the game changer, bringing him in. What's, yeah. what's your uh, thoughts? Yeah, I have to totally agree with you, uh, Lee. And I've just... Um, just saw a notification come up. It looks like that he that he's going to be appointed tomorrow, at Conte, and I think I think that'd be a great great fit for for him because he because I was watching something this morning about what he did at Chelsea when they lost to us and he changed the formation and it it worked out for them and they they went on to win the title. I'm not saying that Spurs are going to win the title, no, not not by any shadow, of, not by any imagination, but. If he can sort of change their style, and and they and they it could and it could fit, and then they could improve. They could still finish above us, which I would which I would hate so much to see them finish above us again. Mark, what's your thoughts on this? Well, I, I don't know. It doesn't worry me. I still believe that we finish above them. But I'll be honest. Yes, it's going to improve them because Nuno. He obviously lost that dressing room, whether he ever had it. But I'll be honest with you, all I see is a bunch of prima donna bottle jobs down the road and and a, a load of children sulking. Um, they were one of the best teams in the country. They were one of the best teams in Europe, very nearly the best team in Europe, but they fluffed it. And they have not got over it. And they are a bunch of bottle jobs. And I don't care who you put in charge of that football club. They will bottle it. They will not stand up as men. They will not be accountable. And they are doomed for a, for a lifetime of failure. And it will all come crashing down on Daniel Levy. His neck is on the block. And what he's done is try and turn the purse strings and not go and get the man he should have. And we slag our board off. 
You should go and get Benitez. You should go and get Conte. You should go and get this. You should go and get the other. Well, there's Benitez at Everton. Diabolical. They play absolutely atrocious football and they, and they can't even keep clean sheets. And you look at Antonio Conte, he is not going to last five minutes in that job. Those lads, those prima donnas, you know, you're going to get a handful of those lads are going to turn up for him and the rest of them are, he's going to fall out with and ostracise. It's... It's a, it's a fantasy. It's a, it's a desperation plea. I'll tell you now, what has changed between the summer and now to make Antonio Conte take that job? I'll tell you what's changed. £8 million a year has turned into £15 million a year. That's what's changed. Nothing else has changed. In fact, they're in a worse position now than what they was before the, summer start, before the season started. You know, Half their squad is a shadow of its former self. You know, Larice is getting worse and worse by the minute. The defence is creaking like an old stage door. Deli Alley's <laughs> missing. You know, he's missing in action. You know, Hoiberg, people rant and rave about Hoiberg. He's a bang average centre midfielder. Would he get in our team over Granite Jacker, Sam BM, Thomas Party? I don't think he would, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and you know, that song... The best thing they've done this year, Song, uh, Tottenham, is, is tie that lad down to a new contract. And how they've managed to convince him, I'll never know. They must have, yeah. they, they, they must have lied to him for his interpreter. He, he must, they must have got the wrong interpreter in to, t- to tell him <laughs> what, what was going on in this meeting because they have told him a load of old tosh, haven't they? He's put pen on paper, four-year contract. He could have gone to any football club in the world, that lad, and he still could. And I think Man City are chasing after the wrong player, if I'm honest. But, you know, the way Harry Kane's carrying himself, I mean, like, he don't even come out and do the interviews anymore because he's embarrassed, well, he's embarrassed, he's embarrassed he's about how he's playing. I don't think he changes a thing for me. The, the, the thing is, I think that they will sit, I think that the first thing the manager will do is say, right, let's, let's sell Harry Kane and give me some money to go and get players that I want. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what, what they do. The one thing I will say about this, Daniel, is that, I know a few Spurs fans and whatever like they was as down as anything on Sunday really doom and gloom but the, the news come out that um, that, that they was getting contact they're a little bit cockroach they've changed a little bit now like you know do, do, do you see this ending well for them or do you, do you, are you along with the Mark that it's going to be a a failure I'm honestly I'm not worried in the slightest absolutely not worried in the slightest and I'll tell you why Conte, if if they want, if Conte wanted to go there to win stuff, he would have gone there in the summer. What's changed? I'll tell you what's changed. He has looked at this team, looked at Tottenham and thought, you know what? I need to get back in the Premier League. I need to get back because Man United are waiting in the wings. If I get back and try and do well with Tottenham, because he knows that Levy isn't going to give him the money. Daniel Levy is not going to give him a single penny. He's not done it for Mourinho. He didn't do it for the other managers. He ain't going to do it for Conte. They are going to butt heads like no tomorrow. And I can tell you it now, it's not going to end well. Um, So he's looked at it and thought, if I do well with Spurs, he knows that Man United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer relationships hanging by a thread. I can guarantee you he's not going to see out that 18-month contract. He's going to end up at United. I think it's a perfect game plan by Conte because if Daniel Levy doesn't give him what he wants, which is is well within the possibility, he's just going to walk away. And I guarantee you he's going to end up at United. I think this is a springboard. And absolutely, I think this is a springboard. Do you reckon he's got a release clause down in his contract? I'll sign an eight. I'll sign an 18-month deal. But if Man United come knocking, I'm gone. I think he is gone. No, honestly, because it doesn't make logical sense to refuse a job in the summer and then drastically change your mind. Apart from money, apart from when you think about it logically, what other logical sense does it make? Listen, Antonio Conte's spent a few years out of the Premier League and the Premier League's improved drastically. Other teams have improved. So he's probably sat there and thought, do you know what? I want the United job, but I want to get back in touch with the Premier League. I'll take the Tottenham job, not really thinking about being successful with them. I'll just try and get the feel for the Premier League with Tottenham. Um, Listen, it's going to take more than Antonio Conte to fix that mess at Tottenham. You've got a player who doesn't want to be there. They need a complete overhaul. Antonio Conte 
is not a rebuilding manager. He is a manager to come in to a ready-made team, bring you success for a couple of years, and then he'll piss off to the next team. He is not a rebuilding manager. Tottenham don't need... Tottenham are not ready for a, an instant um, an instant success manager like Conte. They tried it with Mourinho, it failed. And it's going to fail with Antonio Conte. You think Daniel Levy and Mourinho had some spats? Wait until Antonio Conte gets there. They are going to butt heads and there's only going to be one winner and Conte is going to walk out the door before he's even unpacked his bags. Guaranteed. Well, that's so, interesting. Just to, just to add, Lee, just to add, there's a few people in the comments saying that uh, what's changed is that the director of football worked with uh, Antonio Conte at Juventus. Yeah. That, that director of football was there in the summer. Yeah, and he, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. He and wasn't it, and in he did, summer and, and he didn't, didn't go down that route. So, uh, he didn't, he well, didn't convince in, him to come, Lee. To, um, It'd be interesting to see what happens. Listen, I'm going to say it now. I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I, I like what Conte done at Chelsea. I like what he done at Juventus, and I certainly like what he done at Inter Milan. I, I think he, he's a manager that um, that's impressed me. But now he, he means nothing to me. Now he's gone and chose to go there. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Mark. I think there is, you know, a definite wage increase and, and whatever. And I also agree with what you're saying there, Daniel. He needs to get back in the Premier League. But I'm, I'm very, very surprised that he just didn't wait a little bit longer for for um, for Man United. I, I, you know, Man United, like, you know, um, whether Ollie's lucky or whatever, I thought, by the way, they were fantastic against Spurs, but, you know, they didn't have much to play against. But, I can't see Oli lasting much longer neither, like, you know. Um, and I, I thought that would have been the ideal fit. Do you think he could go to Spurs and then Man United lose their marriage and, and they could tap him? Do you think that could happen? Lee, I think that could absolutely happen. Lee, Lee, I, I, honestly, right, let me tell you, right, it doesn't matter who Spurs bring in as manager, they're still going to be Spursy at the end of the day. You can't, you can't change that. There's no, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. And, uh... and let me, let me tell you this, Lee. Right, I, I can guarantee you, he's. I can guarantee you by February or March, and I may be wrong on this, and I hold my hands up if I am. He's gonna be at Man United. He, he, he has got Conte is sat there in the perfect position. Tottenham, Tottenham, and Tottenham fans think they're in the perfect position. They ain't. They're an absolute shambles. They're a mess. Conte's going in there and he's going to mug them right off, guaranteed. He's going in there for the money. Let's have it right. And when Daniel Levy doesn't back him in the January transfer window, they said it today on the radio and I totally agreed. February the 1st, Antonio Conte will, have, will hold a press conference and he will be throwing his toys right out the Tottenham Pram because he has not got what he was promised in the January window. You mark my words. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this, 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 what's this space? Look, at the end of the day, it's all about Arsenal as far as I'm concerned. Now we've we're on a bit of a roll. Uh, I, I think it's more important for me now as an Arsenal fan that Mikel uh, does well because I felt that you know that that Conte was in the wings for, for you know and was available for us to go there. It just shows you though, guys, when people turn around and say, "Oh, you know, we won't get Conte. Don't be delusional. He's not going to go to a club like Arsenal. He's gone to Spurs." Money talks. And if Arsenal um, are in a position where they need a manager, they will get the manager that, that, that we that we deserve. Someone with experience and whatever. But listen, Mikel's doing okay at the moment. He needs to back it up. He needs to win against um, uh, Watford. And then we can uh, go into the um, international break in a very, very good position. Like, we're going to come to an end now because we've obviously got to close it at nine o'clock because we're a little bit late. Listen, been a fan. I'll tell you what, it's been a great chat um, at the end of the day uh, for, for 50 minutes. It's gone really, really quick. Listen, thank you very much, Daniel, for jumping on at the last minute for us. Much appreciated. Um, where can everybody get you and um, give us a shout out what you're doing? Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Lee. It's been a pleasure as always uh, chatting with you guys. Um, so, yeah, you guys can follow me on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. It's quite simple daniel bailey tv um so yeah do check out all my socials i haven't I've, i haven't got much planned this week actually because i've got an incredible busy week i've got um uh as you know lee I've, I've joined that arsenal advisory board and i got the first meeting with the uh owners owners of the club on thursday so uh so yeah i've actually um 
going to be a little bit busy this week. Brilliant, brilliant. Is that a Zoom meeting or do you go down there personally? I go down there in person. Person, it's a meeting at Highbury House in, up there in the boardroom. So oh, like. fantastic! Well, let us know how yeah, that yeah. goes. Well done, night. You know what I mean? So, definitely, well, brilliant. Definitely. You know, and well done for doing that. I'm, uh, so, like, you know, follow, um, follow uh, Daniel, and you know, yeah. Well, listen, you could get some ballroom uh, exclusives. I would say, like, afterwards. So, like, that sounds really good. Like, Nigel, thanks for joining us. Uh, obviously, like Nigel, you you do the chat and everything like that. And uh, thanks for coming and jumping on. We have you on every That's now and then. Cool. It's a real pleasure, Lee. Real pleasure. It's great, great being on with you again. Lovely. No worries, like you know what I mean. And Mark, always a pleasure. Love having a chat with you, mate. As you well know. Oh, and um, thanks for coming. And where can they, where can everybody get the, the cheese maker? The cheese maker. Where can I get you? I'll be in Denmark. If anybody knows me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, follow, following Martin Odegaard. Yeah. Following Martin Odegaard in Denmark. Over, well done, over land well, done, so. well done, Denmark. Well done, Denmark. Hey, now Saturday, I'm up at, I'm up in them. I'm gonna be up in London on Saturday. Oh, where we going? Following my local team at Leighton Orient in the FA Cup. Oh, right. I like Leighton Orient. I like when the first yes, round. Yes, Leighton Orient on Saturday. Ooh. Yes, so oh, that'll be a good game, like you know. So um, yeah, we um, we played against them in the um, in the uh, national league a couple of times, and um, I'm going up there on Saturday, and they're going to be on um, they're going to be on the highlights on Sunday evening. Oh, all right. well, we're not big up, and uh, I hope you have a great day, like you know. So I'm, I quite like Warren. My dad used to play for him, so I have to uh, I have to follow yeah. him a little bit. Like, you know? So there you go, like you know. So, listen, guys, thanks for joining us. Listen, thank you very much in the chat. I love the chat. Very, very positive. Some good chats in there. Uh, big up to everybody that said hello to me and everything like that. So, uh, I think Chris Mossing, Chris Mossing might have just, real, might have just uh, highlighted the fact that he's turned up late, that he's missed, he's missed the joke. But... No, yeah, he's missed the joke. Like, yeah. Sorry about that, Chris. Like, you know, like, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he might have missed a bit. Be, like, on but, time at, be on time next week, Chris. Yeah, Mark said that he was from Denmark. When he, we we know, don't we, Chris, that he's from Norway. So there you go, like, you know. Listen, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, all the chat. See you next week. Um, take care of yourselves and up the Arsenal. Good week now. And let's hope we can get the, the result next week as well. Enjoy the rest of the week. Stay safe.